one thing I wanted to talk about earlier when you were laying out your definition of vision, you hit on some key points there. So there are some things that you should and should not include in a vision statement. Could you hit some of those key points that what, what things should be in and maybe some things that should be left out of a vision statement when you're crafting it? I think you, you keep playing with a vision statement. You figure out uh, what is the why. You have to keep asking yourself that question. Mm -hmm. Why, why, why? Uh, and try to get the vision statement up to that level. Uh, make it as short as possible. Um, you, uh, I, I can remember back in the, uh, in the early eighties, uh, I, I, you could, you could pull mission statements, for example, mm -hmm. and vision statements from companies. Some were three pages long. Wow. Now show me one person in the history of the world that's ever read a three page vision statement or mission statement. So it's gotta be really, really concise. Um, a good one I saw years and years ago before the word was, uh, watered down was uh, Rubbermaid said hmm. uh, our vision is to delight the customer. Hmm. Delight the customer. Can you imagine with plastic uh, containers and so forth? <laughs> they wanted to delight. Well, that's pretty understandable down at the bottom level. Yeah. Uh, engineers are designing yeah. something and that gives them a, well, does this delight the No, this is the same old thing. Well, yeah, what would we, we do to delight? Should I this? lean more functional or lean yeah. more engaging yep, to the customer? Exactly. If you have to make that as an engineer level, if I have to right. make a decision... I'm going to lean this side because the vision is saying that's what we do. Yep. And there's only, it's a three word vision statement, but it gives absolute clarity at the bottom mm -hmm. on what we want to do. And I think that one of the last things I want to touch on under the, um, the vision side is, and we've touched on this in some, some of the earlier podcasts because I think I love it too much, but operationalize. So you have a vision statement. I, I've been with businesses. I've worked with companies where I see them. They got this great vision statement that's on the wall. And then I walk out into their, to interview an employee and they're telling me how awful the place is. And the vision statement says, we believe in our people and we trust our employees. No one trusts me. No one listens to me. And I'm like, wow, I just read that. And I'm sitting here with you. What happened? Where, where is this breakdown? What are some things that leaders can do when they have a vision statement then to take that vision statement to the next level? And I, you know, immediately I want to say, talk about it. Yeah. Uh, every day, but but you don't want to get into just repetitious lecture. Mm -hmm. But but it's more complex. It would be one establishing a safe environment for people. Um, make sure you've got that. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, um, helping employees everywhere you can. Give them all kinds of gifts like knowledge, uh, your time, um, an ear when they need it. Uh, all, doing all that builds trust. All right. So once you've got safety and trust built, uh, then you can go toward really establishing what is our vision here, mm -hmm. uh, because they're will, they're receptive. Right? right. It's not like the situation you just you just talked about. So uh, I once went into an Apple store and uh, uh, my thought my Apple didn't work, and a gal named Becca came bounding up. She was mm -hmm. probably twenty years old. And uh, flips open my Mac, and of course it was operator error. It was my error. She fixed it immediately. And then she saw this leadership stuff there. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, oh, let me tell you about my boss. Yeah. And she turned and said, that's Craig over there. Uh, and I looked over, and it's a guy in sandals and his black T-shirt. And uh, she said, he's great. He just he, he works with us and talks to us. He lets us play with the computers when we get all our work done. Mm -hmm. And I said, what? What do you mean? She said, well, oh, we can get into the advanced Apple stuff on mm -hmm. our own if, uh, if we get our work done. Well, that's fantastic. Can mm -hmm. you believe it? They're learning 
and having fun doing it, right? Right. And then she said, uh, and then, but let me tell you about where I worked before. And she described a supermarket chain. She mm-hmm. was in the headquarters where people were backbiting continuously. Management was shifting. Uh, performance was really, really low. Uh, the, it was very, very toxic environment. Right. And um, she said, every time I did something, I would get blamed. If I tried any new ideas or brought them up, they'd mm-hmm. say, uh, you know, be a team player. Don't, don't do that. So you can't imagine the harsh environment. And it was several days later, I thought to myself, what would it take to bring Becca back to that supermarket change? What would they have to change? Mm-hmm. So if they gave her a 10% raise, would she go back? No. No, no way. 20%? No. No money is probably um, worth it. <laughs> change one boss? No. Put up a vision statement? No. So there's got to be a, a big part of this having a vision statement that makes a difference and is believable mm-hmm. is those first steps of establishing safety and trust for people. Then they're receptive. Right. And, and you know, my, my, my quick take on that is if you have a vision statement, um, set up a schedule, some routine to look, look at your business or look at your group and say, are my, are my people, are my processes, um, are my policies, are they aligning to my vision? Because it's so easy to lose track. You might have started year one with a great vision and a small team, let's right. say, and then a year later you've grown, you're tripled. How many of those new people read that vision? You started with, say, five people. Everyone was bought into the vision. You talked about it. You harped on it. And then you grew. And then as you brought people in, you didn't focus on that as much. And then slowly, you started to lose the core of what you were, your group, your company, whatever it may be. So I think it's very important to revisit it. And um, I was working with a business owner recently, and he wanted to skip the vision statement. He just wanted to market it. He wanted to do design and marketing. He didn't get it. And I said to him, I said, what if you, let's say, you grow by a million dollars and you have to hire a bunch of people. What are you going to give them when they walk in the door? And he goes, okay, I'm going to go write this right now. And he got it. He goes, I get it now. Thank you. So I think having a vision statement, going back to it, thinking about it, and making sure it's reflected in your company is huge. Uh, it's a major indicator of indicator of your success overall. I think you can look at a company and when you walk in the door, you can start to see if things are aligned or they're not. And a lot of times when a company is dysfunctional, like you described the supermarket, you can see that maybe there is a vision mission, but it's probably on a website. It was done for marketing purposes right. and it's never been ingrained into the culture. And you can see that pretty quickly. That's a, you know, that's a great point because things do change. So there's no rule that says you can't tweak your vision statement. Right. The environment changes, uh, the mission changes. So don't be afraid to, to tweak that. Uh, and then, then the hyper growth situation you mentioned, like Salesforce.com mm. was growing 100% a year and then 50% a year for years and years. Think about that. How do you bring people that's, into a culture? And they, they did it, but they, they did, had to yep. work at it. They had to work at it. Right. Every day someone was yep. working at that. Um, you know, moving, I think moving forward, I have a vision, let's say I've wrote it. I, I, I feel good about it. But there's a second side that you mentioned earlier. It's a, it's a leading people. So having a vision is important. Having a, a goal. But without passion, to me, that's empty. You have to bring passion to what you do every day. And, and I was thinking earlier, and I did a little bit of research, I was curious, um, you know, how many people really like their job? 
and I read an article from the Washington Post. It's about two years old, but it was only 13% of people like going to work. I was like, wow, because I was thinking about this podcast. And I was like, you know, let's talk about passion. I love passion, bring passion to it. But realistically, most people don't like what they do. So how do you help bring passion to these mundane jobs or, you know, if, nine, if 83, 80, well, 87% of the workforce doesn't really want to be there, how do you, you know, passion is important, right? Because then you've got people that don't want to be there, but you've got to be able to motivate them. And I think uh, bringing passion to your job can help that. Um, so can you kind of elaborate, what are your thoughts on, what does passion mean in a, in a, in a leadership setting? Well, Again, this is we're really talking emotion now. Yeah, and um, it's it's hard to be passionate if your boss isn't passionate. Uh, it's possible if you really love what you're doing, and uh, you know you're left alone to to accomplish what you want to do. But it's uh, passion is contagious. So uh, the um, it's absolutely critical. I think that if you write a vision statement. Don't even bother to post it on the wall unless you really believe it yourself. Mm -hmm. um, because again, what your passion does is validates that vision statement. Otherwise, it's what you said. It's just something on a website mm -hmm. or something yellowing on the wall. Uh, has, doesn't have any real meaning. And it shows, it demonstrates to people who work for you, uh, your commitment. Your, you, the passion shows you are firmly committed to that vision and you're firmly committed to making something better. Mm -hmm. that, that's all it is. Could yeah, be it might not be changing the world, but I'm going to make the best widget possible. Right. And this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. And I think everyone, or most people, enjoy working towards a goal. And, and if you can bring passion to that and create a positive environment, you're going to get to that goal faster. You know, I, I see it, I was thinking about it, Mike. To me, passion is overlooked. Because anyone can have it. And it's such an opportunity. If you're at a job place, and let's say, you know, amongst your peers, it's pretty close. I mean, competition is very tight in today's world. A lot of people are highly educated. A lot of people are well-read. They're smart. But do all those people bring passion to the job every day? No. Because, I mean, I've seen it. I mean, you've seen it more than I have, I'm sure. But I've worked in a lot of different industries. And that, to me, has been personally how I've gotten a leg up. Because yeah. I, I have brought passion to even the most boring projects in the world because it's, hey, that's what I'm doing today. I'm going to bring passion to it. I'm going to try and make the best of this. And if I do that, maybe a couple other people I'm going to rub off in a positive way on some other people. So I just, you know, from my experience, I see it as an opportunity for leaders to bring passion to, to your job. It's a way, it's like effort. I mean, there's, there's no skill needed. There's no talent. It's just, I choose to be passionate. Yep. And the interesting thing is you uh, one common trait of all great leaders is positivity. So think about that wrapped up with your passion. It's a very positive passion that you're projecting. It's mm -hmm. not nothing negative in that. Uh, and it, it's very difficult for people to follow anybody who takes a negative tone. But if somebody's excited about something, again, it is contagious, uh, and they're very positive, uh, boy, it's easier to link your your cart on onto them right going forward and, right? and mike in your book uh the leadership elements book you reference uh the dr martin luther king and what a perfect example of passion and um 
and vision. I mean, he had a very clear vision in his famous speech, I Have a Dream. It laid out where we want to go, how we're going to get there, the things that I do want and I do not want. And it was brought with such passion that it galvanized an entire generation. That's what passion and vision did for Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement. And a lot of leaders can't combine the two, but when you can, ooh, watch out. And it's interesting because what he did was pure vision. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, he didn't start putting numbers in it. Like I want to increase um, the, or increase the employment rate uh, 1% or fill in anything right. you want, right? right? It wasn't concrete. Mm-hmm. And that's important to remember back on both the vision statements and the passion. Mm-hmm. Was he passionate about that? You betcha. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And therefore contagious and so forth. It's not cheerleading. It's not just sitting there rah, rah, rah. It's just right. it's a deep inner belief. Yeah, because we've talked in the past about being an authentic leader. Yeah. And this, to me, ties back to authenticity. If your passion is fake, if it's just really not, if there's no heart behind it, your employees are going to see that. But if you have passion, if you get up and you get excited about, um, like I, I do this a lot, I get excited on the whiteboard talking about a, a problem solving, you know, any project, because that's what I'm doing right now. And I want everyone in the room to feel the passion and feel like this is important right now. Sure, I, you know, any leader could get up there and say, okay, this is what we got today. But uh, I just feel from a leadership perspective, what an opportunity every day you have to bring passion to your job. And it, it, it's a differentiator. I'm telling you, yep. it is a 100% a differentiator when it comes down to promotions, when it comes down to moving up the ladder. It's something you can control every day. So to our listeners, if you're out there thinking about what, what you can do differently maybe next week or even tomorrow, f- find something to be passionate about. Pick a topic, pick a project, and take it on. Have a vision, be passionate. And, and have fun with it because that's what it's about. And not only are you doing the mission better, your performance goes up, the unit's performance goes up, but you're living a better life, aren't well you? Said. Well said. Yeah. Let's close on that. Um, we're going to wrap this session of the Leadership Raccoon podcast talking, talking about leading people and particularly, specifically, vision and passion. Please check out the Leadership Raccoon for more information. There's just a wealth of blogs, podcasts, references, and we've got plans to grow it, bring in more contributors in the future. So be on the lookout, Leadership Raccoon, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you very much.